0: Coming up on BBP News, the COVID-19 emergency is coming to a close and the rules surrounding organic foods is changing. The FBI searched President Biden's beach home
1: in Delaware and the Fed raised interest rates once again.
0: welcome back everyone to another episode it's friday morning february 3rd i can't believe it's february already but before we start on a rant with that chris get us started in the normal friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend
1: in los angeles california it is partly cloudy 71 degrees with a partly cloudy weekend in houston texas it is partly 57 degrees with a partly cloudy weekend in chicago nice it is sunny with a high of 11 degrees and mostly sunny weekend in new york city it is sunny 27 with a mostly sunny
0: weekend you know chris okay so we talked about weather. i think it was last friday as well um friday or monday i'm losing track of my days already but I I want to address it real quick once again because we had the snow and then it was back up to 30 slash 40 degrees, right? This weekend, it's going to be single digits, lows of around negative 10, at least in our area, until Sunday when it's going to be back up to 40. Well, Nick, um, I got to tell you,
1: depending on... Your politics or your weather forecasting politics. Uh Um, The groundhog saw his shadow. So that means six more weeks of winter. And um, I don't know how you feel about that. But clearly, I'm not a big fan of that because right in the notes I put the jerk saw his shadow.
0: The jerk saw his shadow. It happened. You know, it feels like this happens every year and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I am probably very wrong about that because I don't keep close eye on the groundhog. If we're or like,
1: wrong, make sure you tell us on Twitter.
0: Yeah. If, if we're wrong, make sure you follow the links in the show notes. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, whether through BBP news, I like when people tell Nick's wrong. Yeah. Either through BBP news or my personal account, go ahead, send me a message. Uh, so if I'm wrong, just let me know. But it feels like every year the groundhog sees a shadow and you know, we're, we're doomed to six more weeks of winter. Um, But maybe that's just my outlook on winter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Nick, we got some news to get into.
1: The federal COVID-19 emergency will end in May. So says President Biden after almost three years of living under the federal public health emergency. The president said it's time to move on. It's also worth noting the Republican controlled house has
0: already vowed to vote on a bill this week to end it immediately. So what will this mean for you? Well, without this federal emergency authority, possibly up to a million people will lose their Medicaid coverage. The cost of COVID-19 vaccines, treatments, and tests may start falling on patients. And the big pharma companies who produce those vaccines, tests, and treatments can start jacking up the price for these products. And there won't be any more free at-home COVID-19 tests. By the way, the approved COVID-19 vaccine will still be available under emergency use authorization. That will not end in May. The president says that the next three months will be used to transition America, providers, and state governments into this new reality.
1: The FDA is proposing a change to the way men who have sex with men are treated when it comes to giving blood. Just in case you didn't know, originally during the AIDS epidemic, gay and bisexual men were completely prohibited from donating blood out of fear of HIV getting into the blood supply. Over the years, the FDA has eased up on these rules. Under most recent 2020 policy, men who have sex with men can donate blood only if they haven't had sexual contact with another man
0: for more than three months. Well, as of last week, the FDA is proposing yet another change. This one eliminates that three-month time frame and instead screens the eligibility of all potential donors based on a series of questions that assess their HIV risk regardless of gender. Anyone taking medication to treat or prevent HIV, including PrEP, would still not be eligible. And, of course, it's important to note that blood banks always screen the donated blood for various infectious diseases. Now, this isn't done yet. There will be a 60-day commenting period. Then the FDA will review the comments and issue a final rule, possibly by the end of the year. So, if you're a parent out there, you might
1: be wondering, what is the right age to allow your children on social media. We know social media platforms let you make an account at 13, but the U.S. Surgeon General is warning that it's way too young and parents should not allow their kids on social media until maybe the age 16, 17, or even 18. Why, you might be wondering. The Surgeon General says those young kids are still developing their identities and how they value their own self-worth and their relationships with the world can get severely skewed if they're constantly scrolling their social media feeds. Just this month, there was a study published by JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, that found the brains of a 6th and 7th grader who consistently check their facebook instagram and snapchat form differently
0: than other kids who don't and you can probably throw tiktok in that group as well the quote distinct change in those sixth and seventh graders came from the part of their brains that motivate towards and cognitively control what they consider social punishments and social rewards in the end the study found that having skewed perspectives contributed to how kids psychologically adjust to the world And the study says that more research needs to be done on the long-term effects of all this. Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. have been looking at how to write laws that protect young kids from these types of dangers. And the Surgeon General said he knows it's hard, but parents in the meantime should use those parental controls built into the apps and band together and try not to let their young kids on social media.
1: So you know those little organic stickers. It's worth a lot of money, and starting in March, the government is cracking down on it. The USDA has just proposed even stricter rules about what can and cannot be called organic. You may or may not know Congress passed a law back in 1990 to determine what is and what is not organic. Generally, if you farm with natural substances, you get an organic sticker, and if you use synthetic substances when you farm, you get no sticker. It's actually way more complicated than that, and I'll explain in a second. But back to Congress, they established these rules 30 years ago for a really good reason. To set a national standard and also help all of us be confident in what we are getting when we go to the store and buy something that says USDA Organic in the little label is big business. According to the Organic Trade Association, Americans spend more than $63 billion on organic food in 2021 alone. We all know when we buy the organic apple, it's going to cost more. So when the business is, is that lucrative, you know there are people trying to cheat the system to get their own slice of that organic apple.
0: And that's why the USDA just proposed even stricter rules so that it can close what some in the industry call, quote, loopholes that have allowed some non-organic ingredients to sneak into the organic food supply chain and have led to a sometimes chaotic system where tracing the product to see if it's actually organic can almost become impossible. Generally, to get the sticker and to be called USDA organic, you have to follow the guidelines. Obviously, you can't use any of these synthetic materials in the growing process. This is the actual federal code that lists all of them, and the product has to be grown with natural substances and from the moment it's planted to the moment that it reaches the grocery store. Quote, it has to come from a strict chain of custody through certified suppliers, transporters, processors, and the list goes on. It is really complicated and the product changes hands a lot. And when there are a lot of hands in something, the organic ball gets dropped and all of a sudden the USDA says products produced organically can get mixed up with other non-organic products. And don't even get us started on how hard the product is to trace when the supplier is international. But it's not just the supply chain mishandling. Uh, The USDA says that over the years there's been a lot of fraud in the organic industry like deceptive representation, sales, or labeling of non-organic products as organic. So because of all of that, the USDA is doing four main things to crack down on all of this. First, they're tightening up the organic control systems. They're improving the oversight of organic products imported from other countries, making sure that those who want to use the USDA organic label understands how to get certified up and down the supply chain and enhancing the ability for the government to trace those organic products throughout the complicated supply chain. The Organic Trade Organization has been fighting to get these changes for years. Others in the industry say that the USDA isn't going far enough. And regardless, everyone in the organic food industry must comply with these new strict rules by March 19th of this year.
1: After watching the video of Tyree Nichols being beaten by police officers on the streets of Memphis, you may be wondering, what is Congress doing? Are lawmakers even working on police reform anymore? The short answer is no. But there are renewed calls for Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. That law passed the Democrat-controlled House back in 2021, but never passed the Senate.
0: Now, this legislation would have done several things, including limiting qualified immunity policies that protect officers accused of misconduct, creating a national registry of disciplinary action for officers so that their conduct follows them to other police agencies, And it would have banned certain chokeholds and limited no-knock warrants. When this bill had movement throughout 2021, we followed it very closely. And now Congress has a lot of options for what they could do. They could reintroduce this bill. They could tweak it, add or subtract provisions from it, and then reintroduce it. Or they could do nothing with it at all. And right now, it seems as if lawmakers are doing a lot of talking about the matter. And we'll have to see what action they take from here. The
1: FBI has searched President Biden's home looking for classified documents Wednesday, this time at his home in Rehoboth, Delaware. We know classified documents were found at Biden's former officer at the Penn Biden Center and at his home in Wilmington. His team has disclosed that, yeah, they found documents with classified markings, but we just learned Tuesday that the FBI searched the Penn Biden Center back in November, but no one knew about it.
0: And the FBI searched the Wilmington home for 13 hours on January 20th. The Biden team said that it had already searched the Rehoboth home back on January 11th and found nothing. And his lawyers say that the president is fully cooperating with this investigation and that it was planned. And according to the White House, the search lasted about three and a half hours and no classified documents were found. The Federal Reserve
1: announced a quarter percent interest increase Wednesday. This brings the federal funds rate to between four point five percent and four and three quarters percent. Power. The
0: Fed chair said that more rate increases are coming in twenty twenty three, but it's unclear today how much higher it'll have to go and for how long the rates will be elevated.
1: The president met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for the first time since McCarthy won the gavel. The speaker said he had hoped to make a deal with President Biden over the looming debt crisis. And McCarthy says he's willing to raise the debt ceiling in exchange for federal spending cuts. The president has said repeatedly that he will not negotiate when it comes to the debt ceiling he said he's willing to talk about
0: spending cuts but not in connection with the debt ceiling and as chris said with the president he has said that he will not negotiate price cuts when it comes to the debt ceiling and he also says that republicans cannot hold the debt ceiling hostage at the end of the meeting mccarthy projected optimism that the meeting was a good quote first step he said that he's confident that the two men could come to an an acceptable agreement quote long before the june debt default, the White House did not share the same positive perspective on the matter.
1: The former Republican governor of South Carolina and U.S. ambassador to the United Nations has decided to jump into the 2024 presidential race. Previously, Haley said she would not run for president if former President Trump declared his candidacy, but it looks like she has changed her mind. Trump said he spoke to Haley a few days ago and said, quote, if your heart was in it, then you should run.
0: Haley tried to distance herself from Trump after the events of January 6th but since then she has come back into his good graces and we will see what happens with the relationship when the candidacy gets into full swing Nikki Haley's official announcement is expected to come out on February 15th getting
1: into rapid news tom brady has retired once again saying this time it's
0: for real (laughs) and just a quick side note to that we will be talking about that on tuesday's episode of eye on the ball so make sure you come back on tuesday for that but the fbi is investigating representative george santos's alleged role in purporting to raise funds for a veteran's dying dog through a pet charity Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? Alright, so for my good news story today, it's just really kind of a cool story, I have to say. We love animals on this show, um, and today we have dolphins. So there was a dolphin that actually managed to get stranded uh, in a canal down in Tampa Bay, Florida, and couldn't just couldn't find his way back. Just could not find his way back through the canal and back uh, to the bay and back to the ocean. So... The thing is, with in Florida and in several places, there are laws that protect, uh, you know, certain sea animals, certain marine animals, dolphins included, whales, manatees and such. That basically says you can't lay your hands on them. You can't feed them um, just for their protection. So a team of marine researchers basically had to come up with an idea to get the dolphin back to the ocean and back out of the canal without touching it without laying their hands on it at all so what they did they got over 30 people together in the canal to create both a physical barrier as well as an auditory barrier making all kinds of sounds splashing the water uh, making vocal noises to create a wall of sound and then from behind this dolphin there was uh, someone in a boat creating a wall from that sound so they literally used a sound barrier and a physical physical barrier to Get this dolphin back out of the canal, back into the bay and free. It's just such a creative way to, you know, save an animal and help an animal get back to where it's supposed to be uh, that I had to include it as a good news story. This is so awesome.
1: That is an awesome good news story, Nick. Anything with dolphins, I
0: just have a self-spot. For
1: Anything dolphins. with I animals, come on. Yeah, you know. honestly. But that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Me and Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with Nick's February edition of Good News Saturday Woo! and then Sunday with what to expect for the week of February 5th. Until then, everybody, have a good start to your weekend. Bye, guys.